Welcome to the Founder Scale Sales Leadership Podcast, where we help business founders and sales leaders understand and overcome the challenges of building high-performing sales teams. Welcome to the Founder Scale Sales Leadership Podcast. My name is Josh Sweeney. And I'm Taylor Barnes. And today we're going to talk about motivating your salespeople, one of the topics I love because we have lots of data on motivating salespeople. Yes, we do. Um, so it's obviously super important to know how to motivate salespeople. And one of my favorite topics about that is that it's not actually about money. Right. right? A lot of people think there's are salespeople, they're all motivated by money, throw money at the problem. Yeah. So before I get on my you know, bar stool and start talking about this, what's your experience uh, around motivating salespeople? What really comes into play? Yeah, I mean, there are, and I think you nailed it, how to motivate is, is a longer list than people think because it does go beyond money. Things like age, career tenure, background, all those things play a part. The, the things that motivate a 50 plus year old account manager are going to be significantly different than the things that affect a 23 year old soon to be account manager, right? Yeah. Now you you could talk, we could talk all day about Gen X versus millennial and things like that. But even, even just, just to make it more surface level than that, as an organization, you you have to understand that when, when, when people come in of different age, tenure and backgrounds, then, then you're going to get a different output from them. And it's up to you as an organization to lean into those strengths or not, or lean into those and and then obviously motivate accordingly. So that's why obviously the interview process is so huge when it comes down to, you know, eventually bringing someone on board, you want to interview long and, and, and take a long time to hire them. But once they're finally in the door, yeah, the ways to motivate them, you really got to you really got to focus in on that because if you don't, you're going to be another one of the statistics with this 70 plus percent of all employees being disengaged across the workforce. And and, and I'm telling you, it, it's a lot of the, the big reason around that is because organizations don't know what motivators are already driving them. Yeah. So, you know, motivators are a huge part of what we do at Founder Scale in the people section, people mm-hmm. pillar of sales. And um, what most people don't know is that there's actually actually 20 ways that people are motivated as really? studied by behavior psychologists. So I'm not, you, I yeah. am all ears, Josh. If any of you are listening and you want my book on that, it's called Change the Currency, A Guide to Employee Motivation. And we go through all 20 ways. Just email me, josh at founderscale.com, and I'll happily mail you one. Um, so yeah, after that shameless plug, you know, send out <laughs> yeah. some free books. Um, yeah, there's 20 ways people are motivated. And money is only one of the 20 ways. And interestingly enough, a lot of people say, okay, well, if money is one of those 20 ways, well, when you do this work motivator assessment uh, based on behavior psychology, right? It's, mm. not, it's not by the person. They don't pick their ways. We look at their personality and based on the way they answer questions, we actually know from their psychology what motivates them. Interesting. So a lot of people would say, okay, well, so you're doing this for salespeople, so money comes up as one of those 20 right. all the time mm-hmm. in their top five, right? So we're looking at the top five out of 20 for each person, just to clarify. Um, money actually only comes up about four to five percent of the time interesting what are some of the other um, 
you know, you, you mentioned that you look at the top four or five yeah. questions. What, what are some of the other questions that you ask in order to garner that kind of information? So the questions are um, kind of like when you take a disc profile or a personality yeah, right. assessment. Yeah. So ours is a specialized personality assessment, but instead of giving you whether you're a D or an I or any of that, it gives mm. us your five work motivators ah. out of those 20. Yeah. And then we can look at those motivators and say, okay, what does that look like as a team? So one of the most common ones, going back to your other question, is uh, opportunities to travel. So what we do is we look at it and say, okay, if money's not a motivator, what is the motivator? Mm -hmm. And I can, you know, done this long enough to where I can make some guesses because all I have to do is say, okay, okay, Taylor, um, when you get paid, what do you use your money for? Mm -hmm. Other than bills, like for fun. Right. And somebody will say, oh, well, I travel once a quarter, yeah. right? So what I know inherently is opportunities to travel is a motivator for them because that's how they use the money. Yeah. So you look at how somebody uses the money that they get other than bills. Totally. And you can take some guesses around what motivates them. So the interesting thing is a lot of people are using this psychology in their sales organizations but don't necessarily know the numbers to the same degree we do. So mm -hmm. take an organization we worked with um, – implementing their CRM and doing some culture change, um, they had a big award. So the top salespeople of the organization all went to a trip every year. You want a trip where you brought your spouse and your family, okay, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's opportunities to travel. So I'm rewarding you with what's actually your reward, which ah. is opportunities to travel. And I'm making it memorable because I'm bringing your spouse or your family or significant other, whatever it right. is, boyfriend, girlfriend. And so now it's this memorable thing that everybody wants to be part of yeah. next year. Yeah. And it's not at all about the money. That's it's, right. It's that opportunity. And it's work. Trouble. And it's work. And it's work. <laughs> right. 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 That's so that's great. one of the examples that you see that's just inherent to how some sales organizations drive results. Yeah. But they don't necessarily know that opportunities to travel is one of the 20 top, one of yeah. the 20 motivators. Do you think that, let's use that example. Yeah. Um, let, let's say that the organization learns by uh, a response from an individual what motivates them. Do you find it that organizations almost check the box then move on or do you see more organizations getting better at applying those motivators throughout the year throughout the term yeah so the smart ones definitely find out ways right. to apply it right some treat it like a, a checking the box like oh you like first thing out here is oh they want opportunities to travel we'll send them everywhere right yeah. they they convey the management will say opportunities to travel in their head mm -hmm. means they get to fly all over the country and what I have to clarify is opportunities to travel isn't seeing the inside of of an airplane and a hotel and being on the million mile club and not seeing anything. Yeah. Right? There's ways to extend travel into yeah. more of an experience, whether you're buying them an extra dinner mm -hmm. or, you know, I've heard all kinds of stories where, uh, for example, one client had, they flew everybody out to California for the sales, you know, to do the sales pitch with an organization. And instead of flying them directly in, they got a BMW like six series convertible and uh, they drove up the coast and they had a nice, nice dinner yeah. and they made it an experience. That's opportunities to travel while you're working. It's right. now memorable instead of miserable. Right. So that's what we say is like, don't check off the box, make it memorable instead of miserable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the other ones are like personal growth is a big one. Yeah. Right? We mentioned uh -huh. that in a previous podcast episode where people want to grow. And so personal growth is something you can't check off, right? You can, if you try and check off personal growth, all you're going to find is next year that person's leaving because they stopped growing. Right. 
That's yeah. a big motivator as well that's common for sales. A- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think all those are really good examples. I mean, so, so the challenge is for the organization. The organization is obviously about business that, for the most part, creates shareholder value, right? That That's what a business is supposed to do. Now, that's fine and dandy, but yeah. there is a human being usually involved somewhere that creates the shareholder the value. value right? Right. I mean, right. So, you know, execs can scream and yell all they want, but until they can speak the language of the humans and tune into their individual motivators, they're not going to be able to move the needle too much. So I really like your, uh, you know, the way that the in that example, um, again, I forgive me for what's the name one more time for our listeners to the uh, the motivation. Um, what was the, <laughs> the test? book or another test as a word motivator assessment? Work yeah, motivator yeah, yeah. assessment. Thank you. The work motivator assessment. Uh, what I really like about that is there is such an importance of of understanding what that is, so that. So that as a, as a leadership team and as an organization team, you, you can you can lean into that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can lean into it in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. So one of the things we see is going back to what we said earlier. Some people just try to throw money at the challenge, yeah. right, and say, well, they're they're motivated by money, so we're just going to give them more of it. But yeah. if you really lean into the motivators of intellectual stimulation, personal growth, opportunities to travel, yeah, all of a sudden you get significantly more out of those salespeople, right? And actually, a lot of times it costs you less yeah you know we talk about that in the book I give a few examples where it's like hey you could do this or this mm-hmm. this one didn't work and cost you more yeah this one that you didn't think about um, actually motivated people even more yeah cost you less in the long run yeah so it's it's getting to those some of those intrinsic motivators that make people show up almost like identifying their why it's identifying their why yeah exactly and, and that's a good way to think of it because people are gonna be you know we, we know plenty of men and women with with families and other providers for their families. We know lots of, you know, type A alpha male and female that are yeah. just about themselves. <laughs> right. You know, they just, they're not really interested in the family thing. Then you've got, you know, your travelers, you've got lots of others, but, but until you understand what their why is, again, you're not going to speak their language, Yeah, you know? So you want to be able to, and look, you don't necessarily well, actually, you absolutely do not need to negotiate your company's core values. It's not about that at all. It, what it is, is it's about aligning with an individual that's going to you know, generate the most shareholder value, right? Right. But And the most value for them. And the most value for right. them. It's, right. it's, it's a two-way street. Yeah. If they're not getting value, they're not going to create value for their that's manager, exactly right. shareholders, owner, whatever it is. Because that's it. They can go somewhere else, right? Right. They can go so else. I like the point about your why. I mean, we worked with one organization, and this was this was not our idea. This was something they had done, and they were just crushing it in the market. And I was like, all right. So I'm learning some of the things they're doing, and they really dug into the why. So when they hired a salesperson, what they did to understand what motivated motivated them is they said, okay, you know, what is something you're trying to buy or mm-hmm. do in the next year? Yeah. You know, are you are you taking your family on the big vacation? Yeah. You want the boat, the beach house, whatever. So they they made it a very important point to understand what that salesperson wanted. Sure. What are they going to use their money for? What do they want to achieve, right? Yeah. So that was their why. That That's was where really the money was going to go. And then what they said, I said, okay, well, how do you use that, right? Going back to your question, do you just check the box because you asked them or do you use that information? And what they did was anytime the chips were down, anytime that, that salesperson hadn't heard no too many times, a couple big opportunities fell through, they're not hitting quota. They're like, yeah. hey, listen, it's not about the money. It's about why you're here. Right. So we want you to just remember... And 
and they would they would print it up and they would have like totems and stuff to yeah. remind people and put them on their desk. Hey, I just want to give you this picture of that cabin that you and your wife are going to share and enjoy with your family when you when you're able to push through this. Mm. Right. So they always in their weekly meetings, in their monthly meetings, in their updates or when the chips were down, they always reinforce the why. Yeah. Like you're not here. Yeah. Shareholder values. What we need. Yeah. But here's why you're here. Here's the picture. Man. I mean, they would have them pick, um, print up pictures of the boat and like the manager would walk by and just go, hey, man. How's the boat coming along? That's great. Right? And that's I was like, man, not how's, your, not how's your job. Right. Not, not how's your job. How's that how boat coming along on this boat? That's great. Right? They haven't even bought yeah. the boat yet. How's your boat doing? I think right? that is such uh, – yeah, and I'll tell you, Josh, I do not know many organizations that do that. No. And, I, and no. I'm, I'm hoping that who's ever listening to this is going to apply some of that because what I have seen is just what you said. They check the box. And they move on. They say, oh, hey, we're interviewing this candidate right now. Or one of my guys just loves boats. Ah, cool. And then they'll move on. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? You got all this great information about them. Like, they happen to collect uh, high-end whiskey and love bourbon experiences. That's great. You know, maybe we'll have a drink. You know? That's right. And that's not looking at it holistically. Right. And the application's way off. Yeah. So, you know, what you said reminds me of a a friend that I have named Hank, who, who owns a really large financial firm down in Atlanta. Atlanta. And he, as um, as a part of every monthly meeting that they have, they spend half the time on their professional goals as an organization, and they spend it right around their, their personal goals. Nice. So this guy, this multi-billion dollar hedge fund owner, says, my goals of, and I, and I shit you not, this is what he said, <laughs> my goals of deadlifting 450 pounds are, are complete. My goals of being able to run three and a half miles are complete. My goals of eating 625 calories a day are co- and and yeah. so the, so all these humans are looking at this guy like, wow, he's human. He's just like me. Right. And so they understand that if the if the end if the leader is interested in, in making that amount of effort into the why, then that's going to translate all the way down. And if you can lean into like you mentioned with the boat and the whiskey, those are great examples. <laughs> Personal and professional goals, personal and professional motivators, you have to understand both of those. And if you do, then your then your salespeople are gonna continuously be motivated and wanna go work for you. You know? Yeah. But if you're just like you said, the professional goals, yeah, a lot of times, you know, it's about the dollars. Yeah. If the know? manager treats it all about the dollars and not the person, yeah, then that person's gonna treat it all about the dollars and when they get a better offer, they can leave. They're gonna right? treat it exactly. that that's yeah. that's a great, great point and and that's exactly right that the really when you make that and, and I swear I see this a part of every employee engaged survey is my manager cares about me my manager uh, you know is open to my ideas my and my manager basically all these questions that relate to the individual manager understanding the human as a person you know right. and it shows not a cog that generates cog in the wheel. right that's exactly right <laughs> yeah. and when you do that i mean i've seen for the most part unfortunately i've seen that score be pretty low organizationally now i can promise you that if there, if i ever saw an organization that did things like your example right there and they said how's that boat coming along or, yeah. or just in that in that great example that you gave that is a different level of motivation 
than than most people can understand until you're actually doing it. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I use it almost like the the football coach and the, and, the, and you know, the players mentality. You know, if you look at Pat Dye, I mean, back in the day, he was an example of someone that was a pretty hard nosed individual, pretty stubborn. And if you take him off the football field, he might not have been as loved or whatever. <laughs> right. But he took such an interest in the personal and professional goals and motivators of his team that they wanted to work from. They wanted to play from. They wanted to fight for him. You know, they're not going anywhere right. if they are significantly, you know, emotionally connected with their manager or their coach. And I'm, the only way to do that effectively is by leaning into those individual motivators of your salespeople from a personal and professional point of view. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think when you know how to motivate those people, when you use the examples we've talked about, what we've shared, that's where the real output comes. That's yep. when people don't want to leave the organization or, you know, when they get a better offer from somewhere else, they're really hesitant, right? Yeah. Because because now they think, well, I could go somewhere else and make a little bit more money, yep. but what am I losing? Yeah. Right. And a lot of people have had enough bad sales roles to know what's on the other side. So it's a huge differentiator as well when you end up in an organization that drives sales like right, that, right? right. Where somebody's actually interested. You're like, hey, that I could make more money over there, but I've already had three other roles that you know probably indicate they're they're dysfunctional yep. as these other ones. So I'm gonna stay right here where I am. That's everything right. works well. Yeah. yeah. And the real successful manager is gonna be able to understand how to do that with a large team. Yeah. There is always going to be that one-on-one, and they're always going to have that that you know employee and manager relationship. But an effective sales manager needs to be able to speak the language across the team. That's going to, generally speaking, motivate everybody, regardless of their age, tenure, and background. They need to be able to. They need to understand just general leadership principles on how to do that. But where they're really going to move the needle is when they take a specific interest, a genuine specific interest, and understanding their why yeah because then they're going to be able to fine-tune and maximize you know the day-to-day functions of that human being for the organization which at the end of the day again i i just want to be practical about it that's why business exists the business exists to create shareholder value and a lot of that value hopefully is given back to the employees the community and you know charitable donations and all that that's obviously part of it but there needs to be an organizational alignment with the sales managers and the sales managers need to have an organizational alignment with the individuals and by motivating them beyond the day-to-day nine to five that's the way that you're going to move the needle that's the way that you're going to get those big growth goals that's the way that you're going to have at the end of the day that roi that those shareholders are looking for yeah so in closing if you want to motivate your salespeople, uh the biggest takeaways are you know either have work motivator assessment some sort of psychological behavior analytics type process where you really dig into the numbers and what motivates them um you have other options like really just understanding their why Mm-hmm. You know, digging into them uh, from a personal nature. Um, but either way, you have to build those relationships if you want to see the output and get the motivation that you're looking for. That's right, Josh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Founder Scale Sales Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe and give us five stars on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform.